Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Jill, today joined by my co-host and fridge review TikToker Scout, and today we will be discussing Dawn of the Clans, book two, Thunder Rising. Scout, how are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. I don't know whether this means that I am reviewing fridges the appliances on TikTok, or if this is about the reviews that I do about when characters are fridged. It's the second one, Scout, but (laughs) if you would like to start reviewing fridges on TikTok, I think that could be a lucrative side business for you. Thank you. I think I think I could I think I could do it pretty well, all things considered. How are you doing this week, my friend? Oh, I am doing quite well. It snowed this morning here. It snowed? Yeah, it didn't stick, though. It's just been rainy all day. But, you know, been enjoying uh, doing some reading. I got some used copies of the guidebooks this week and have been poking around in those to refresh my warrior's lore. So incredibly important. You're doing the research. You are putting in the hours. I am. This is why you are uh, the best co-host. Oh, thank you, my dear. We have we have many thoughts today. We have so many thoughts today. But before we get into our thoughts, Scout, how's the prey running? Prey is running, I gotta say, pretty good. Today for lunch, I had some homemade hummus on some homemade pitas and it was very tasty. That sounds delicious. I had leftover Indian food. Oh, that also sounds so good. Butter chicken and a samosa. I love that. And I love cats. I love cats too. And Scout, we've both been deep into this fucking game. We we really did we really did it to them. And um is us in this yeah. in this scenario. We mentioned last time that there is a fun little game where you can kind of create your own clan of warrior cats and have them go through, you know, the ups and downs of clan life. Uh, It is called Clan Gen, uh, G-E-N, and it has consumed a great deal of my weekend. Yes, I apologize, but also I understand, because I know that I I was the one that encouraged you to download it, and now you are in hell with me here, where all we do is click this time skip one moon button and see what our weird little digital guys get up to. Yeah, and we've been messaging each other with some... uh, Stuff that our weird little digital guys have gotten up to. Yes, uh, <laughs> one of my favorites was the one I sent you yesterday, which was very sad, but it's so funny, which was back to back. I got these two alerts. One was Whirlfur picks themselves up out of their nest and begins the day anew, a fresh conviction in their heart, followed immediately by Whirlfur died from frostbite. <laughs> you know... I've gotten so many where it's just like, oh, yeah, this person finally got over their grief. And then immediately they are killed by something completely random. It's true. People really do be getting over grief only to die (laughs) unceremoniously. Yeah. Well, and I I think my funniest one was yesterday or two days ago when I sent you uh, this cat of mine 
has had five mates and three litters. And you responded, get it, my dude. And I responded immediately after, damn, okay, JK, he just got murked by rogues. <laughs> it's very fun because, you know, at first I was just like, oh, yeah, this is just a fun little thing to pass the time and click the buttons. And then I started getting into it and I started making my lore for these cats and I started getting into, like, the drama of what's mm -hmm. going on and, like, rooting for certain family lines. And I'm like, oh, man, this is dangerous. <laughs> I, it really is dangerous. I last night was working through a new clan. I downloaded the most recent update, which I missed by like one day uh, when I was when I was originally getting into this sort of newest version of the game. Um, and so last night I was like, OK, I'm going to read for a little bit and then I'll play for a little bit and then I'll read for a little bit and go to bed. And then it was it was somehow like 1 a.m., and I was just so deep in the cats. Yeah, so no, much, same thing. So much was happening. I'm th I'm 304 moons into this clan, and I only have one, just barely now, two, uh, like, pages of cats. I have one, what, my clan is so small. I only have 22 cats. Yeah, I think one of my clans has like 80 some cats and then the other one has like 20. It's it's a wild time. It really honestly. is. Right now in this in this one, I have uh Dawn clan number of living cats 22, number of dead cats 100. Wow. <laughs> Everybody keeps dying. Yeah, do you have like the mass extinction uh I've got yeah, I've on? got a, I got mass extinction events on and I tell you in the old version I was not seeing any of those proc ever. So I think that uh they had that button but it wasn't working yet and now it sure sure is working. Sure is working now. Woof. I keep getting cats together like I keep having sort of the little side romance happen and mm -hmm. then one of them dies and I'm like god Damn it. Like immediately after you get them together, right? Right, and then they don't have any kittens. Exactly. I'm like, ooh, these two would make some adorable little kitten babies together. The, the colors will be so pretty. And then they immediately die. I'm like, well, there goes that idea, I guess. <laughs> I also keep, with this particular clan, I keep losing my deputies. Oh my god. Those and I usually not stay alive. They just keep fucking dying, and I and I keep being like, okay, well, I have to make you know one of my more experienced cats deputy. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, when the experienced cats keep becoming deputy and fucking dying, guess who's left? The non-experienced cats. I'm mm -hmm. like, you are mm -hmm. 17 months old. I guess you are the second in command of the clan now. Yeah, no, that's what I found with uh, the one that I first did on this like more difficult mode is I was like, okay, things are feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good. All right, things are going well. And then it just, all of my like high experience cats kept getting wiped out in stupid things. And I'm like, yes. okay, how are you supposed to be very experienced if like you die to something stupid? All these highly experienced cats sure do be getting trapped by two legs in their uh -huh. very obvious, uh, like, catch and release cages. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's a great time, though. Definitely so highly fun. suggest all of our viewers, viewers, listeners, go check out ClanGen on itch.io. It is very fun and a great way to uh, waste several hours if that yes. is something you are looking to do. Please tell us about your cats. Please, please tell us about your cats. I want to know all about them. 
All right, let's get into it, though. Oh, did we want to do a quiz today? Yeah, let's go ahead and do a quiz. I want to see this this one. You you pitched me uh, which clan do you belong to today, and I feel like that's very important. Yeah, so. I think that'll help uh, give everybody, since this is only our second episode, give people kind of an idea of where on the warrior's spectrum the two of us tend to fall. Yes. Get them an idea of, of what they're getting into here. I got Sky Clan. What'd you get? I got Thunder Clan. <laughs> oh, you're the main character, Jillian. I don't want to be the main character, though. <laughs> I have this never. I wish I had gotten Sky Clan. <laughs> I'm being roasted by Sky Clan, though, because the first sentence here is You are agile and determined and prefer to avoid conflict. <laughs> Coming for my ass. Yeah. Mine says mostly as. Thunder Clan, uh, you are brave and loyal and will always stand up for what is right. In peace, you're respectful of other clans. In battle, you're fierce, courageous, and loyal. Speak out for what is right and are not afraid to challenge the warrior code. <laughs> like You're not I, afraid to challenge the warrior code because you do want medicine cats to fuck. I that is true. And I, I agree with that, but you you are out here on your I'm out here making change. You're out here making the change. I'm here to support you, but I'm not going to be the one to really like come out and throw throw my weight around about it. Though I did choose the one that's like, let me beat up your bullies. Oh, really? See, I picked the one that was the narc. I was like, yeah, I'll <laughs> tell the teacher. I mean, like having been a teacher, I know that like, you know, that doesn't always work and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. But I was also like, well, that's like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, like, how think... is that challenging the warrior code? <laughs> my experience, and I haven't had that much experience with teachers except in college, but my experience with teachers is when I tell them something, they go, okay, why don't you fix it yourself? And then mm. let, let me go back to being disappointed. So I'm like, okay, fuck you guys. I'm just going to go beat the shit out of these kids. Yeah, I admire that about you. Thank you. I say I talk a big talk. I don't think I would actually ever uh, punch anybody. I'm not strong enough. Yeah, let's get into it, gang. We have a lot to talk about with Thunder Rising here because uh, I have so we have so many thoughts about Thunder being Rising. The second book in the series. The plot is starting to pick up and uh, there's 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 quite a bit, quite mm -hmm. a bit that, that goes on here. <laughs> Quick summary includes spoilers. If you have not read the book yet, Go ahead, press pause, uh, take a couple hours, read the book. They're not that long. We rejoin the cats who left the mountain in the aftermath of book one. Now they have settled into two separate camps, one on the moors with Greywing and his companions, and one in the forest with Clear Sky and his followers. Uh, now that winter has passed, Clear Sky has become more defensive of his territory and Tall Shadow's group must prepare to defend themselves. Tensions are running high and even the group on the moors begin to have their own interpersonal issues. Things get more complicated when a fire begins in the forest and the cats of the moors rush to help. Thanks to River Ripple, both groups of mountain cats are safe from the blaze and Clear Sky's group comes to recover with the others. 
Thunder takes this opportunity to try and get attention and praise from his father, while Grey Wing is given leadership of the Moorcats, which soon becomes a point of drama. Meanwhile, when the Forest Cats return to their camp, Clear Sky continues to show his true colors as he trains his son and begins to lean even deeper into his corruption of power. After Clear Sky tries to kick out another member of the group for their injuries, Thunder finally stands up for the cats who are tired of his leadership and leaves with Frost. Thus ends book two, with tensions rising and cats finding their place in this world. Really a lot going on in this one. You know, a lot happened. And I, you know, last last time I did complain about how Grey Wing seemed to be having the plot happen around him. He was mm-hmm. definitely a more active participant this time. He was. And the way that he was active was sometimes good and sometimes really not good. Yeah. The first thing I noticed opening up the book, oh, the allegiances are starting to look familiar there again. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I love a good allegiances page. Got, we got it divided into the camps. We've got camps. We've got rogues. We've got kitty pets. Oh, beautiful. Wonderful. Great to see it. Yeah, you love it to look like this. I also noticed we've got multiple POVs in this book. Yeah, we're getting back into it. Now, Ugh. we don't, in in what was the original uh, series with Fireheart, we right. don't get any POVs except for him. But I once they got to the second series, they really started splitting POVs a lot. And I think that that's super fun. So I'm excited oh, yeah. to, no, I think to have that back. As much as I adore the first series, like it, it has a very special place in my heart. I feel like the plot of Warriors goes so much better when you get those multiple point of views. Partly because there's just so many cats, there's so many opinions, there's so many players that if you're only getting the one opinion, you're never getting enough information about the plot, which is why I think the first book fell flat for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first the first book was, I will say this one really engaged me a lot more than the first one did. Okay, yeah. Um, when it came to this particular series, uh, I found myself much more engaged after getting over what was the first big hump, uh, which is one of my personal gripes, even though I think in the end it turned out okay. But, but at the end of last episode, I said, Turtle Tail, don't come back, stay away. <laughs> Guess what happens in the first fucking chapter of this book is yeah. Turtle Tail returns and she there's some drama. She's pregnant mm-hmm. uh, with kits from a random t- a random cat named Tom. And yeah. even to the point where, where Grey Wing drags Tom for being named Tom, which is actually very good. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like a rare gray wing w honestly that was a, that was a gray wing dub so turtle tail returns and she's like well i got pregnant and the other kitty pets said that they were going to take my kits away uh because that is in fact how it works when cats have kittens with with humans around is usually they'll say well we, we can't, can't have for all these <laughs> we can't have all of these but I do think it's interesting to see this uh, this take from the cat's perspective mm-hmm. of of Turtletail being really horrified at the at the thought that she would not get to raise her kittens and uh, and to sort of live with them in the same way that she has seen throughout the uh, the history of the 
tribe cats and the uh, the settling and everything. So I thought that was fun. What I didn't like was that Turtle Tail is still all the way got the feelings for Grey Wing and Grey Wing is still so dense about it. Yeah. I cannot believe how much this man does not understand what's happening around him. Yeah, he really just is... He doesn't get it until, like, two-thirds of the way through the book. That and even then, he's not... He doesn't put together, like, that she has had feelings for him this whole time. Uh, he does, He does like, later on, but Eventually, yeah. but at first, he's just like, why is she... Oh, surely it's love for her kittens that, that I see in her eyes that she's looking directly at me about. That can't possibly be about me. My dude. Yeah. Like, my guy, you literally, this woman would do anything for you, and you are fumbling the bag so atrociously, and she's still going for you. She's still, it does feel very much like that Tumblr post where it's like, what kind of cat is the Pink Panther? <laughs> Benjamin, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing, too, like, earlier on, like, as soon as she gets there, the other thing, too, is he's like... Why am I so jealous that she's having another guy's kids? And I'm like, my fucking guy, can you like have a little introspection? He has no introspection, which is so funny because I do feel like at the beginning of the first book, he had introspection. Mm -hmm. But I guess that was that was like zagging on us because yeah. after after like the first chapter of the first book where he was like but i really love the mountains and and i feel so connected to everything here and i wouldn't want to leave the mountains uh right. even you know like i can make this decision for myself and that i don't want to leave the mountains which we all know how that went but uh yeah that went super well for him it went super well because he definitely has a backbone but he has no there's no consistency with him there's no consistency, and I think that I I suppose he's consistently inconsistent in his feelings, yeah. but he just really doesn't understand how to process his feelings or what his feelings mean when he's feeling them. He does not. No emotional maturity. No emotional maturity, which is very ironic considering uh, that I was like, it's nice to have like a full grown cat as the as the POV character. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know. I know that you messaged me this morning saying that you had words for our guy Grey Wing. So uh, I would love to know more about your specific gripes. OK, well, so here's the thing. This is continuing on his inconsistent personality, you know. He takes forever to, like, realize that he actually, like, has feelings for Turtle Tail, and it takes forever for him to realize that, oh, she's liked me this whole entire time, blah, blah, blah. That we've covered in depth. Mm -hmm. I, this man, I just don't like him. <laughs> he does one good deed, and suddenly everyone's like, oh, Grey Wing should be our leader instead of Tall Shadow, which, like... Tall Shadow was having some issues. She is maybe not like a traditional warrior cats leader. She's very mm -hmm. much more of a like introspective kind of character. And I think that's fine. I think she's a, she was doing great. But like everybody else was like, well, Clear Sky's acting all, all sus over there. So we got to we got to be ready for Clear Sky, which, you know, they kind of do. They honestly. do. They do need that. They do need to be prepared for him. But I do not think Grey Wing was the right choice just because no. he made one good decision in the dog attack. And, and 
He also made poor decisions in the dog attack, which they point out. They're like, yeah, Greenwing literally led the dogs to our camp and you want him to be leader. What the fuck? So he's insisting for like chapters that he's like, I don't want to be leader. I don't have the I, I can't do it. It's not for me. I don't want to do it. And then eventually, you know, once Moonshadow dies, pour one out for our loser Moonshadow. Oh, pour one out. Pour one out. Loser king. Um, fly high, bud. Mm-hmm. Once Moonshadow dies and Grey Wing is finally like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll take your place because Tall Shadow was like, I need you to to be like taking care of things for me because I've got to to deal with my brother uh, being injured and and then her grief about him. He's like, oh, okay, I guess I don't know if I would be a good leader. I don't think I'd be great. And then he's like, oh, I can't believe how much of a dick Clear Sky is being. And immediately after it, like the next paragraph, he's like, well, I don't know if I want to invite Windrunner into our group anymore because she's going to challenge my leadership that he didn't want in the first place. My guy. He's really going through a roller coaster. And I think that part of this is a thing that we will run into that is frustrating about the books in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just like across the series, POV cats really do sometimes be having these wild swings. They really do. In personality and in feelings. Um, And it's it's a way, I think, for them, uh, for the errands as writers to generate this feeling of drama and tension when there doesn't necessarily need to be just, I think, due to the the writing style and the genre of the of the fiction. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but it really is frustrating it's, sometimes. It's, it's so much. Why? There's a moment when he starts yelling at a child. Oh my god, yes, I was going to bring up the fact that he yells at the kid. He's like he sassing at, a child. He, who's because like, the child was like, oh wow, I really like... And he's like, for okay, for months, he's been like, man, I really wish that Wind and Gorse would join the group. I wish literally. that Tall Shadow would let Wind and Gorse into the group. And They, they deserve the, better, honestly. Wind they do Gorse deserve better. They deserve so and, much better. And then Lightning, Lightning Tail, one of the kittens, is like, wow, I think Wind and Gorse are really cool. I would love to have them around to help us more. And Grey Wing is like, what did you fucking say to me? What do what? you I'm know? Not, what do you <laughs> know? Punk You're ass, a fucking punk baby. <laughs> fucking punk ass baby. What do you think? What? <laughs> Literally, especially because last book, babies were able to vote. Yeah, and now he's true. like, what the fuck do kids know? Like, <laughs> what the fuck do my do these kids know? That was like what a fucking theme baby? for Grey Wing. This book is he was constantly like, none of these kids are old enough to deal with any of these problems, and that's like part of the reason that Thunder left. Is he was like, you're too young for this, Thunder. You can't do any of this yet. And Thunder's like, well, my dad says I can, so I'm gonna go hang out with him instead. <laughs> also, really, um, Jagged Peak getting done dirty in this book too. So dirty. I can not believe how much and listen we on this podcast are very aware of ableism in our society and by and uh, in the warrior cats books. and in the warrior cats books 
Yeah, uh, and ableism is striking here once again as uh, Jagged Peak, who has not recovered full mobility after breaking his leg in a horrific accident in the Mm -hmm. first book, uh, is continually told by everybody else that he should not do anything. (laughs) Yeah, except for Rainswept Flower. She is the only one who's like, y'all need to be fucking nice to this guy. Like, give him a break. He is doing his best. He is doing... She... I love her. Rainsweat Flower really stepping up for me in this book. Yeah, for real. And I think that she has maybe a little bit of a crush on Jagged Peak, and I... I do too. Uh, I, I support think it. I support it wholeheartedly. Uh, I also love... Shout out to Jagged Peak, best cool uncle. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he's so good with the kids. He's so good with the kids. And again, Grey Wing has a little bit of jealousy like, of that. He's like, why is my brother so good with these kids? Like, what, is what the he fuck? Doing? What is he just fucking... Just my brother's gonna... My little baby brother's gonna steal my kids. Shut up, my guy. Um, they're not even your kids. Kids. They're not, but but in his defense... I mean, defense, like, he is the father who stepped up. He is the father who stepped up. And in his defense, Turtletail ha- does say at multiple points, like, yeah. they are basically your children, and I want you to be the, ch- the yes, children exactly. of these kittens. Um, but he doesn't have to be so fucking weird about it. And sometimes he's so weird about it. Part of it is probably because he was trying to raise Thunder, and then Thunder ended up leaving him i definitely think there's a lot of insecurity that yeah. uh gray wing is trying to conquer of insecurity mm-hmm. like especially about clear sky which you know what justified because his girlfriend got yoinked right out from underneath him by oh my by god i have so many words about clear sky eventually yeah, do, do we want to just talk about clear sky because he does so much shit in this book he does but i would like to um I think take a few minutes to talk about Thunder, too. Yeah, I think Thunder... I mean, he's literally the title character. We should probably Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) go into what's going on with this boy. First of all, get a little little prophetic StarClan-esque dream at the beginning there with Thunder. Yeah, he has a dream about his mom. That That also... Did it frustrate you? It frustrated me. Yes, yes. The prologue made me very uncomfortable. Because, again, it's a lot of these cats... Like, he's he's having this... semi-prophetic dream communicating with the spirit of his mother either dreaming about his mother his dead mother storm or or Mm -hmm. like literally communicating with her ghost it's it's a little bit ambiguous i would say right unless you know more of the lore like we do but in this particular book it's uh, more ambiguous it's ambiguous for thunder and in this dream his mother is like, you just don't, Clear Sky is under a lot of pressure. He's just, you just don't, he, I know that he abandoned you and he said that you weren't his son and that he's the reason that I died, uh, but you just don't understand. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot on his plate. He's so, he's just got a lot of feelings. And he has so many feelings. And he just needs help. Nobody understands him. Nobody understands him, but I know that he loved me. And I'm like, Get out! <laughs> Get out of there! Like, Even in death, she's woof. like... She's like stuck in this abusive relationship. And I'm like, girl, no. You deserve so much better. Yeah, and then Thunder like internalizes that through the whole book. He's like, well, maybe I can change him. Maybe like... Literally, she puts... She's like, takes I can fix him and puts it on her son, <laughs> her one surviving child, yeah. to be like, go fix my abusive ex, please. Go fix your father for me. Go fix your father. It's so and, much. And Thunder... Uh, 
I, I, I really appreciate that Thunder isn't your uh, sort of trademark plucky, super confident, hyper. Oh my God, right? When, as soon as I found out he was a ginger tomcat, I was like, here it is, Firestar 2.0. Yeah, he's never going to stop. He's he's going to have all of the confidence in the world about every decision he ever makes. But Thunder is actually a lot more like introspective. He, he has a lot more introspection than his adoptive father, Grey Wing, that's oh, for, for sure. sure. I love, I like genuinely, I was so like, oh my God, Thunder is going to be so annoying because he's going to be so cool because ThunderClan is the main character in like all the other books. And I was like, they're just going to really hype him up and he's going to be like confident and he's going to know everything and he's going to have all these special things happening. But he's kind of like really unsure of himself. And like he is a kid, but I think he is like a very good character. I really enjoy. I enjoyed his chapters so much. and I kind of wish there had been more. Yeah, I would expect that there's going to be more of him oh, going sure. forward in the narrative because it was it was a gray wing heavy book, but there were thunder mm-hmm. chapters that were really interesting and and I I do just think that there was a lot more self awareness in the thunder chapters. Well, and it really like showed kind of how Clear Sky is running things and like the way he's treating his own son and and Thunder has like a lot of internal conflict about like well. Do I try and follow my dad's orders in order to change him? Or do I stand up for myself? What are the like ramifications of doing either one of those? And he gets involved in so many situations where he's like really not sure what the moral correct decision is or the safest decision is. And he has to make choices and he makes a lot of mistakes, but it's never like a oh my gosh, this guy is so dumb. Look at all these mistakes he's making like we are with Grey Wing. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> this guy is in a tough situation and he is having like actual issues. And he is also two years younger than Grey Wing. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. He is also very much younger. So I give him a little bit more leeway, but like, I think he does just genuinely have bigger problems than Grey Wing and is he therefore re- justified in his reactions. Yes. Oh, man. I feel like I might have had something else to say about Thunder, but I have forgotten it, so we can move on. Yeah, before we talk about Clear Sky, because I feel like we just have a lot to say about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fire. The Fire. I am shocked. Shocked that only one cat died. Me too. I am so- Like, every other time fire has occurred in these books, it is like- devastating it's a big problem it is a big problem and for it to be like just the midpoint of this book and like not an issue after that i mean like it was an issue clearly because clear sky's like "Mm, things are dangerous i gotta buckle down on my people uh (laughs) but like the fact that one cat died in the fire and it wasn't even in the fire it was like from the wounds sustained during the fire wild to me yeah, I was really surprised by that. I was also surprised, like, I'm very curious. I'm interested. This, I'm, tinfoil hat is. Put it on. Put it on, baby. I'm putting on the tinfoil hat. I feel like there was just like the smallest hint about the, about Clear Sky's camp being like untouched by the fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thunder being like, 
you guys looks like you guys didn't actually really need to to leave. You, it seems like you would have been fine here if you hadn't. Uh, and I'm tinfoil hatting extremely hard. I'm like, clear sky went out of his way. Got rid of Moonshadow. Not, I'm not even thinking that. I'm thinking Clear Sky went out of his way to like lead everybody else out. That's now I'm now that that's that's getting in my head. I'm more just like Clear Sky was using the fire as an excuse to get close to Thunder to bring Thunder back because we Ooh. know Clear Sky is Gaslight Gatekeep girl bossing. Yeah, that is true. That but I am true. curious uh, about the sacrifice of of Moonshadow. Yeah, now actually you are you are making me think like since his camp was pretty untouched and he very clearly uses the fire as an excuse for them to like hunker down and hunt more and expand their territory even though the fire didn't touch too and much of we them. didn't see or hear yeah we didn't see or hear anything from them until Greywing and the other cats were calling out to him and mm -hmm. then he responded Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if he heard that and was like, hmm, an opportunity. Yeah. I but would not put it past him, honestly, I also to have used that him. for his propaganda advantage. I, I am so mad at every single thing that Clear Sky says in this book. Never have damn. I been so pissed off. He is so horrible. <laughs> I truly the atrocious. Fact that anyone lets him get away with this shit, it's wild to me because I know in the Warrior Cats series, typically leaders have nine lives. And so you're like, okay, well, you can't just like kill off a guy if you don't like them because then they're going to come right back to life. And they're going to be like, yo, this guy killed me. <laughs> yeah, unless you do like some real fucked up shit, which we'll get into later. But Clear Sky is not, he has no superpowers, he has no nine lives, he is literally just a guy, and his cats are not happy with him. The fact that they have not done anything, like, he doesn't even seem like that good of a fighter. He yeah. lets everybody else fight for him. He absolutely and I'm like, does. How has this man not died yet? I don't know. And I don't know why all of the other cats just are like, yeah, we'll listen to Clear Sky. When it comes mm. to like other, it, if it was, but he doesn't even have that many of the cats that came with them on the journey in no, his camp. He, he has three of them and one of them fucking died. Yeah. And he sent the, he had four. One, one had died in this book, uh, Pour White Out for Moonshadow, and the other one he fucking sent away because of cat ableism. I have some mm -hmm. highlighted uh, uh, pieces of dialogue here that I want to read to put him on blast. Hell yeah, put him on blast. Is it about the kits? Or is that what you messaged me about earlier where you were like, Jesus Christ, I hate this man. <laughs> I do hate this man. That is fucked up. But no, I was specifically... Um, there was a moment where he was speaking to Thunder uh, right after the, like, right after the fire. Mm -hmm. And Thunder is like, what, what happened, you know, in the, in the journey? Because he was sort of, he was, he was giving like a little aside, sort of like implying the trauma of Brightstream. Right. And so instead of, and so Thunder is like, what is, what do you mean? Instead of answering that when he says is it's all over now a distant memory i made the journey to save my family all of my family bitch 
Yeah, that struck me so poorly. I was like, you fucking abandoned both of your brothers. You abandoned Jagged Peak and you were going to let your fucking bouncer kill your brother. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. I think I have another, I think I have another highlight. All of the fucking shit that he says to Grey Wing about like raising a child Mm -hmm. and like like, shouldn't shut up. Shouldn't he be with his father? Doesn't his father know best for him? And like egging Thunder on by saying this shit about like, do you want to stay here in the camp with the other kids or do you want to go in the forest? It's like, bitch, you have a camp too. What are you talking about? People sleep. That was rough. It was Um, so... I did find... Okay, so Clear Sky does kill Misty. I, you know, I I was bragging on him by saying he isn't doing shit. He does kill Misty. But he... He does but kill he, Misty, but it, he did it after Petal yeah, did most of the work. after Petal basically took her took her down. So Clear Sky then looks at Thunder, who is like watched this whole thing horrified, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You showed compassion when she was defeated. That takes the spirit of a leader. You just killed her, dude! Like, what the fuck?" And then he's like, "I see so much of me in you," and he's like. Thunder is literally internally like, is this a fucking threat? Like, this is uncomfortable. It's so bad. And like everything, the way that he sort of sucks up to Thunder is so, he kind of love bombs Thunder. He does. Again, this is why I'm saying Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss. This man is a cult leader. Not male wife. He's not a male wife. He could never. Not at all. He could never. That's Grey Wing's job. Yeah. We can say a lot about Grey Wing. I gotta admit, he makes a good male wife. He does. He is just like, oh yeah, I love sleeping next to my wife and our. I love my sleeping next kids. to my beautiful, soft wife he's always and my like, adopted kids. He's always just admiring how cute she is when she's sleeping. He's like, there was like one little part that like I was just like, oh that's cute, where he's like looking at her sleeping and she's got her tail tucked over her nose and he's like, and he can like see the wind. Yeah, like, like her, her breath is making her tail move. It was and really like, cute. Oh, that's so cute. I'm like, oh, Grey Wing, that's cute. I think we just, I think that if Grey Wing, I feel like when he's given responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, like, like significant responsibility, that's not just like, Grey Wing, be a parent. Uh, then he gets really stressed out. I think he just wants to be a stay-at-home dad. I do. I think he just wants to be a dad. And, like, honestly, he's fucking good at it. He is. He's really good with he the does kittens. Take the, like, he takes the kids out to go practice hunting and stuff. He's not... That's kind of what, like, frustrated me about everyone being like, well, why won't you let me do anything if you're saying I'm just a kid? Like, he knows what it's like for kids out there. He literally had to go save his brother. Yeah, like, he watched his little sister die of starvation. And like, he's not, it's not like he's trying to keep them in there forever. He's just like, hey, you can't go out by yourself because you're not old enough yet. Like, it's a reasonable thing to say. Yeah, I think that I think that there's definitely moments where Thunder has more of a like point when it comes to gray wing trying to be like you know do that do do things this way or or do this or you know talking to thunder about not being like old enough to do things but with the younger kids he's just like really good with them yeah and i don't even think that i i honestly i say that but i kind of take it back i'm thinking about all of the moments in the book and most of it is 
really him being very reasonable and and other cats being like that's unreasonable and it's like he he does have a little bit of a voice of reason i will give him that especially towards the end when they find again poor one out lesbian queen bumble oh my god bumble got done so dirty by this book yeah like i mean i will admit it's not necessarily clear exactly how she died but like clear sky definitely left her to die absolutely and he says as much but Grey Wing is also like, look, we don't know exactly what happened. We can't just like go marching into the forest and attack. And everyone's like, that's fucking stupid, Grey Wing. And he's like, we don't know what happened. We have to be reasonable. And they're like, no, there's no time for reason. I know that was that was the one L that I think Wind really took was was how pushy mm-hmm. she was about that whole situation. Yeah, I really like Wind I and Gorse. But sometimes it is like, you are really just trying to be a person. Mm-hmm. You, She really does sometimes have that, like the uh, like second in command on a group project who really wants to be lead on the group project. Yeah. I, I mean, I will admit, like, for the first half of the book, she was my contender for Warrior Cat of the Week. Mm-hmm. And then she started acting like this. I'm like, wind, no, <laughs> I yeah. can't do this. I can't keep defending this. I know. And I think that, you know, that's there's there's nuance there to that character. Oh, I for think sure. I think that that it's a good sign to like it's it's fun and interesting characterization to have somebody who like is really genuinely good at this. Like she would make a good leader, but she also would. she's not necessarily she's very headstrong and once she gets an idea in her head of what is the right thing to do, she will uh, for better or worse, uh, sort of stand up and make it happen. Yeah. Speaking of wind, shout out to that time that Grey Wing was like, I don't, I didn't want to be leader, but now that I am leader, I don't want wind to steal my responsibility. I, I think that we mentioned it already, but I we just did. cannot stress enough how petty he is for like one chapter about this. It's so annoying. It's, it's so, so weird. Annoying. Like just take it. Everybody needs to calm down. You know who else we need to we need to drag? Is Fucking it Shattered, Shattered Ice? Ice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy. I hate him. Who, who the fuck is he to be saying all this shit? He really is out here like he's just a shit stirrer. He is. He's just stirring shit and like why? For what? He really is like I'm all f- I'm a hundred percent on. The kick out tall shadow, get Grey Wing in here. And then immediately and then, he's like, nah, fuck Grey Wing. We need Wind Immediately runner. he's undermining Grey Wing. Like, do you just not have short term memory? Like, are you okay? Yeah, I don't know what his fucking deal is. He has the personality of a guy who thinks that he would be really good at the job that everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. but doesn't do the job. Yeah. He's a reply guy. He is. He's a fucking reply guy. He is the the mansplain. He is the mansplain. You're right. Uh, I do have to say, I like the way the kits are acting in this one. They feel more endearing than all of the kits in the last book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed their scenes. I think they were really cute. I think they were, they had distinct personalities. You know, they were still doing dumb kid shit, but... But it they was were, very endearing, and yeah. I do feel like the way that some, they... We like, got some scenes of them playing and pretending to be like foxes and owls yeah. and playing with the other cats, and it was just like, oh, 
I feel like generally when cats have kits in these books, the kitten phase happens uh, in between series because Mm -hmm. then the kits will come back and be like the protagonists of the next series yeah that is and true. so in the main in the main books at least like the main series I-, I can't speak for most of the uh like super editions and stuff but uh from the ones that i've read it's often that you don't get to see the kittenhood part that much because uh, it's usually side characters kids Mm-hmm, exactly. It's usually side characters, kids, or you are seeing them as they are becoming apprentices. So it was really nice to see these kittens kind of growing up. And I agree. I just really, I really like all of them a lot. I think they're all so endearing and they really do have personalities, which is very unusual for the uh, the kitten representation, the child, very small child representation in yeah. these books. So, oh, did we, I mean, I know I hinted at it, but we did not talk about the fact that Clear Sky uh, threatened to kill children in this That was fucking bananas. So there was a cat, Misty, who is uh, the cat that killed Petal's mother, correct? No, a badger killed Petal and Fox's mother. Misty was a cat who just basically hissed at the kittens and was like, don't, you know, every cat for themselves. Right. Don't, they don't. asked, they asked her for help and she said no. And she kind of just like, let them do their own thing, which right. is not a killable offense. No, in the Warrior a, cat series. It's a dick move, but yeah, not, not killable offense. So, you know, they kill Misty and then they find out that Misty was defending her own kits, which uh, the cycle begins again. Mm-hmm. Now there's two kits that have no mother. Interesting. And Clear Sky is literally like, well, we don't have anybody who can nurse these, so we should just kill them instead of letting them like suffer out here in the wild. And Petal's like, bro, what the fuck? Dude, we can't- It's so weird to me how like against anyone weak he is. That, like, There's literally no kittens at his camp. And I'm like, they My also God, don't do have expect- a medicine cat. They don't. And is- that is brought up multiple times mm-hmm. that like they do not have a cat that understands medicine. And that's why fucking Frost. Mm-hmm. F- so so Frost is wounded in the fire. Frost is one of uh, Clear Sky's cats. Mm-hmm. And, and now has a necrotic wound. On- yeah, now has a has a wounded necrosis on uh, on his back leg. I, I think it's his back leg. Um, and. It is brought up when Jagged Peak breaks his leg and it is brought up again here with Frost that they don't have a cat to care for this kind of thing. And it's because what Clear Sky is all about is fucking catching squirrels and guarding the borders. Yeah, like, he, he says if you are weak at any point, basically. He's literally just like he is being Which, the American insurance and healthcare mm-hmm, system I where agree. it's like pre-existing condition. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, I'm like, my guy, you are clearly not thinking ahead. He's like, I don't want any kit to have to starve again. I'm like, bro, what kits? Like, you don't yeah. have any kids in your camp. How do you expect to have more cats if nobody is having kids? You fucking, like, did you, your vibes were so rancid that your wife took your kids away. Yeah, literally. 
Like, but yes, Petal does adopt the kids because she's like, well, the beef I had was with their mom. These are just innocent babies. I'm not going to like kill them. Like, I think that there is a nice, like you said, the cycle begins again. I, I, there is like a really nice moment with Petal where mm-hmm. it is like Petal saying, you know, I don't want to do to these kittens what exactly. their mother did to me yeah. and my brother when we were kittens. Like they will be cared for. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice. But she does stay in the camp with Clear Sky instead of going with Thunder. And I'm like, girly girl, you she, got to get you out. You got to get out of there. Everybody needs to get out. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that only Thunder and Frost leave. left. Yeah, especially because like Nettle was talking to Thunder like, hey, we don't like what Clear Sky said. Yeah, saying. Nettle and the and Furcone Furcon. were literally Stupid like, hey. Name. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Pinecone, but it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Nettle and Furcone were like, we don't like what your dad's doing. Can you like go talk to They were to literally him? like, hey, Thunder, can you talk to your dad about this? We don't like this. And Thunder was like, OK, yeah, I will talk to my dad right now. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're not ready do yet. Well, and then. It's like immediately after that conversation that Clear Sky's like, mm, now it's time to kick out Frost. And literally Thunder's like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, we just got to get somebody who knows herbs to fix him up. It's it's definitely healable. And he's like, oh, yeah, why don't you lick it? And he's like pushing his son's I face know, in this rancid, this rotting wound. wound. It's so bad. My guy, what in the hell? It's so. And, you know. I think that it's at, that that moment is actually a really good uh, kind of example of like, you know, we're making these gaslight gatekeep girl boss jokes, but there's a lot of emotional and manipulation. psychological manipulation happening with Clear Sky. And yeah. one of those is changing the subject mm-hmm. when something comes up that challenges them to a different thing. Like Thunder was trying to speak to him directly about the issues that were uh, being, you know, voiced to him by other members of the camp. And instead of having anything to do with that whole conversation he changes the subject to like frost i think you need to leave (laughs) yeah and like totally changes the subject like i will say they're doing a great job making this guy a dick and a villain like they really are i am for sure rooting against this man (laughs) like i fucking hate him so much oh my god did you read the bonus chapters this week I didn't have enough time to really like read them as as in depth as I would like, but I did skim through them and I like River Ripple a lot. I do too. <laughs> I Why like, I is he just like weirdo. a weird hippie he's cat? A, yes, I was gonna say Why he's like he... in a fucking commune. It's so good. Why is he in he's a cat like hippie commune? we meditate every morning and the two legs come and feed us, but otherwise we're kinda like left alone and we all just sing in the morning and then at night and it's so great. And I'm like, I fucking love you. <laughs> like, I, I love this, this hippie. The, He's so good. This is good. the energy. And you know, I... This is the energy I need. And I think that there's some really interesting stuff in those two chapters that are kind of going to feed into... As we get deeper into this series, and I'm assuming like the warrior code will kind of be formed and the more mm-hmm. uh, kind of traditional clan structure will come out because he speaks directly about having a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And that is the first time that we really have 
have seen that word in use well, because we think- see we see like uh jagged peak getting sort of tutored mm-hmm. and taught the ropes by gray wing we see gray wing teaching the kits but but the concept of like a specific mentor yeah a specific mentor a specific older cat who takes a younger cat under their wing and sort of is in charge solely of teaching them the ways of the world as it were uh i think river ripple is going to be so crucial to shaping how the clans are in the modern era Mm -hmm. because not only that you know he's got like they have that system They have like everybody eats in the morning and then we do this and everybody spends some time meditating. Mm -hmm. And there are even like he like thanks the river. He's a very spiritual cat for not having any like Star Clan quote unquote connection. Yeah, he's so I feel like he's going to really influence the way that like the cats treat the world around them. Because in Mm -hmm. the more modern books, they're like, you know, thanking the land for the prey mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And in this book, they're kind of like, you know, it's not really a thing. They're just kind of like, well, we just got to keep eating. We just got to eat. Yeah. But there's a like, lot, there's, there's a lot, lot of reverence. like, yeah, there's, there's a lot more just like, this is the cycle of life and there is plenty for everybody mm-hmm. here more than it is. It is sort of a spiritual experience. Yeah. So I do, I, I am very, very excited to see how uh, River Ripple kind of like influences the rest of the narrative. I think he's a fun character. He's so he's, fun. His introduction was so weird, but golly gee, I love this man. He just comes out and he's like, wow, that looks tasty. Can I come eat your food? Okay, great. Bye. Thank you. Nice Thank to meet you. you. Peace out. Peace but yeah, out. I mean, his whole like his whole couple of chapters I thought were really, really interesting. I really liked the moment when he was speaking to the the two legs as though they <laughs> could could speak back to him. I he know. really was like, hey, over here, over here. And then also, fuck those kids. kids. Yeah, the kids that fucking threw the rocks at him. What kind of a child throws rocks at a cat? Fuck oh, those children. Kids, kids do that and they are fucked up for doing that. If I saw a kid doing that, I think I would tackle the child. I'd yeah, be like, probably. What the fuck are you doing? But yeah, I I love River Ripple. I think he is such a fun character. I cannot wait to see more of him. I think there's also, oh, you you haven't met Tree, who is a, a later character in the series, but you're going to love Tree so fucking much. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, there's a whole, I, I, there's a bit of, um. there's like a, a group of mystical cats called the Sisters in the later books. You, you're going to have fun. There's some, there's some stuff that goes on. I believe it's, it's in Bramble Stars Storm. No, it's Squirrel, Squirrel Flights Hope, maybe. One of the super editions around Bramble, uh, Bramble Claw and Squirrel Flight. Uh, Yeah, there's the, I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm excited. I'm just excited for you to meet other characters Mm -hmm. that come later. Yeah. Oh man, I, I yeah, I'm very very excited to to read the next one. Honestly, like this, I was I was a little nervous at the end of the Sun Trail, but I'm very interested to see where a lot of these threads end up going. Yeah, do we want to take a brief dip into the Aaron Corner? Yeah, there there's not much for the Aaron Corner this week, but uh, as I said last week, this is the same Aaron. As uh, the Sun Trail, this is Cherith Baldry. I think that the writing is consistent across these two. Surprised at the 
there not being as many deaths in this one. I mean, I suppose there is still... Yeah, there were only three. There were only the three and no, like, very core to the, to, like, the main character's Mm -hmm. uh, deaths. Though the next book is called The First Battle, so I have a feeling that's going to change. Yeah, uh, probably. But that (laughs) one, not written by this, Mm -hmm. uh, this Aaron. There's... Nothing else specific about the, like, writing of this book that I had the chance to sort of look into. If I find anything when I'm doing the research for the next book, I can kind of slot it in. But I do think we are going to have some Aaron talk when we talk about some things in our next segment. So why don't you take us over there? Oh, we sure do. So we've renamed this segment uh, from the fandom check-in to sharing tongues. Uh, gotta, gotta share tongues, gotta get to get the hot goss. Yeah. We will talk about the Aaron stuff uh, after a quick check-in on the fandom. Again, only two fics on AO3. One of them was, again, that uh, writing the entire book series as humans. I love like that. 45,000 words. Holy shit. Yeah. I have not actually looked at it, so I don't know if it's like fully rewritten or like what the deal is but like still that takes some dedication so shout out to them looked up some of the amvs there is a very fun one that is just for our boy thunder uh that was like pretty short but very cute i found (laughs) while i was in the tag on tumblr a new tumblr called warriors last words (laughs) where they just put each character's last words oh that's very good yeah very fun. I also saw a lot of valid criticism on this book about how there is such a value in this series so far of biological relationships versus adoptive ones. And that is a thing that we are going to see a lot of across the series. Yeah, it's it is really uncomfortable just like how much they're like, no, it's everything depends on like who your family is. Mm-hmm. It is such a like huge issue in the Warrior series. And it's so like, it is, I mean, it's, this is not the only piece of media to do that. Looking at you, Star Wars, <laughs> um, you really let me down on that one. But like, it is, it is just kind of disappointing how much they value lineage, which like, again, we've said, we really enjoy like keeping track of the family trees, but like, it gets to be a point in the later series, and this is part of the reason that I stopped reading uh, after a while, is it's just like, well, we're talking about another one of Firestar's relatives yeah. in this one. And I'm like, <laughs> can we please talk about someone else? Surely he is not the most, he's not Cat Jesus. Like, he is a fallible creature. Like, we got to talk about somebody else's family. Never. We're never allowed to talk about anybody else's family. Which is like why I have been constantly like, like, afraid of there being some, like, link between these cats and Firestar. Like, how are they going to say that they're related? But thankfully, according to the Family Tree on the Warriors website, there is uh, no direct link from Firestar to any of these cats. Whew! Ooh. So, fear abated. But last time, we were uh, talking about time a lot. And so I did some research this week. <laughs> I was obsessing. I was obsessing over it. I was like, when the fuck does this take place? Because you got it in my brain, Scout. You were just like, I don't know what year this is supposed to take place. Like, how old are the clans? Things like that. So I did some research. 
Uh, first thing I found was, of course, the wonderful, wonderful folks at the Warriors fandom wiki. Literally, this is maybe one of the best fan wikis I have ever seen. It's such a good I have no website. idea who, I have no idea who does this, but like the people behind it, wow, they just, they go off. They have literally a full events timeline of how long everything has taken. Now, it's not clear from this timeline how long it's been, but it does say like it's it's got uh, unknown years between the settlers and the prophecies begin. And then it has 19 years before Firestar is when the special edition Maple Shades Vengeance takes place, which I have not read yet. But it is very cool to see that like people have gone through and like actually taken the time to to write all of this this information and get this all written down. And then I found on Kate Carey's blog, Kate Carey being one of the errands. Little, I was just going to say a little spoiler. I believe Kate Carey is who will be writing the next book in this series. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if this, this is a fan article on her blog, but it is on her blog. So I'm kind of taking it to be a little bit, at least like approved. Yes. So assuming... Uh, that Into the Wild takes place in 2003, folks have looked at all of the timelines and have done the work and figured out when this book takes place. And I have uh, taken a peek at this and I have some thoughts. Uh-huh. So according to this person's very dedicated work, they go by Brambleheart on the website. Uh, real name unknown, but shout out to you, Brambleheart. You have done the work. You are my hero. Uh, I bow before your prowess. This book takes place in spring of 1921. I really can't believe this. Now, Scout, tell me why. Tell me why you can't believe this. What's so, so unbelievable? Okay, so... Uh, that there's you... been a hundred years of these cats. Yeah, if you, uh, it, and I love this. Like, first of all, <laughs> I want to say, this, fantastic. Love the idea that these cats have been hanging around since the 1920s in, like, the English countryside, just fucking off doing their cat stuff. But I do have a gripe, and that gripe is this. I was thinking about this, and I was like, they sure do describe, like, roadways and cars it, it, very similarly to how they do in the modern day books so like what the, the first of all model t's uh were the were the most common car at the time and not not that many people in the 20s even had cars when they did they had model t's which primarily like topped out at 28 miles per hour <laughs> which is fat it's fast but it's it's not 60 miles per hour going down a highway, which is sort of how the like the moments with monsters on the Thunderpath are written in these books. And more grievously, in the end of the Sun Trail, there is a scene where where Storm is killed uh, in the demolishing of an abandoned building, uh, seemingly by. Uh, like big construction, like machines, construction vehicles. And I said to Jill, I said, did they have cranes in the 
1920s? And Jill was like, I think so. And so I looked that up. Well, and- so here's the thing, too, though, is like I've as someone who has played and run a lot of Call of Cthulhu, I have to look up a lot of things of, of like, did this exist in the 20s? Right. There's more that existed in the 20s than you think there's going to be. And actually, shout out to Cranes, because Cranes have been around for... Forever. Turns out forever, yeah. But what I was really picturing in my head is like a a crane with a wrecking ball on it. And so I looked into this, and yesterday I I did some, some hunting, and I looked into the history of... Uh, like demolishing buildings. And what I found out is that up until the 40s, when the wrecking ball was popularized, primarily if a building needed to come down, it was actually very carefully deconstructed by a team of people so that uh, all of the, as much of it as possible could be reused. Uh, like as much as as possible of the materials could be reused in something different. So not really, not a lot of demolishing going on until the 1940s. Uh, So I'm really confused about the seeming like crane demolishment of the building that uh, that Storm died in in the previous book after looking this up and finding really a thing it wasn't a yeah. thing yet so aaron's you hunter thought we wouldn't care about this aaron's hunter but we do <laughs> we do and it's not i'm not trying to to be out here doing cinema sins it's really more <laughs> just like it doesn't it didn't take me that long to find this out and i just think that it it would be more fun for everybody involved and maybe this is because I kn- Listen, I know that I am a 28-year-old woman doing a podcast about <laughs> middle-grade cat fiction, but I like and the idea... And sometimes you have to suspend disbelief for the drama, I get you it. You do have to suspend disbelief, sometimes disbelief must be suspended. Sometimes I have to accept that your average reader, like 10-year-old reading the Warrior Cats books, isn't going to care. But I really like the idea of us getting these little glimpses into the history of human uh like industrialization like on the very edges of these cats worlds and i just think it would be really fun if we were if there was more distinction there uh that's all so aaron's hunter please hit me up our dms are open we just want to talk we will take apology letters or apology youtube videos Mm -hmm. (laughs) open your notes app aaron's Mm-hmm. But yeah, this uh, these timelines are fascinating. It is very cool. Answers a lot of my questions about like why just a lot of time questions. Uh, and it yeah. makes me feel a lot better about this book, in, these books in particular, this series in particular, yes. the, the Dawn of the Clans. Looking at the timeline makes it feel a lot further back which yeah. is good because it was it was feeling to me a lot more like this is just like two or three generations it feels like the way that it's being yes, written it was feeling very very close to into the wild and so i am glad that this is very clearly like it's something like 70 years or so before yeah the prophecies begin jill what do you think that the cats were doing during world war one and world war two uh i think <laughs> that they were having their own world war one and world war two you're probably uh, right because do you think Boy, the cats had to, had to, because this is, it's a fictionalized rural England, but it is canonically rural, rural England. Rural England, yeah. So, like, they had to be dealing with, like, 
air raids, right? <laughs> no, that's literally, I think that's what I messaged you about. I was like, so did the cats have to deal with air raids, first of all? Did the cats notice that, like, hey, there's an awful lot of young two-legged kits coming off to the countryside because, like, that's, you know, that's what happens in Chronicles of Narnia is, like, that's why the kids are all sent off to the countryside. Yeah, all of the children are sent to the countryside to try and keep them from dying due to bombs. Yeah, so it's just like, did World War II cause the tribe to have to leave the lake and... That's why the tribe left the lake and moved to the mountains. And so this is all World War One's fault. <laughs> that uh, would be dope. Like, I would love that. I would of... love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, because that World War One was happening. Yeah, no. And I was that... going to say, it wasn't like the reason that the tribe moved from the lake because they were like more and more two legs showing up. Yeah, they were building the horse place, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jill, did we just crack it wide we, open? We cracked it. We fucking got it. <laughs> It's all because of World War One. The whole we time paradox is because of it. I wonder how the cats are doing during COVID. Uh, I hope they're doing okay. Yeah. You know, they're far. They, if they're far enough out in the countryside, then they they, were they probably, probably fine. are. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely. I would love to see Jay Jay Feather on a Zoom call. <laughs> Jay Feather and Twig on a Zoom call together. Jay Feather and Twig on a Zoom call. Jay Feather oh. fucking. This could have been an email. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, no, I think I think it is very interesting that it it does happen just kind of like in the aftermath of of the war. It's very fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I love I love this new little layer. I just Mm -hmm. wish that uh, that they were a little historically accurate. I want to know a little bit more about the Model T's and the way that uh, that construction was was so different before mm-hmm. the 1940s. I yeah. want the cats to to be aware of things like drives to collect metal to be made into bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Some these cats wore bonds. I want the I want the cats to be like there's all these fucking where I was at the two leg place and everybody's got fucking gross smelling like metal slugs out on their on their porches. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Anyways, what say we talk about our warrior cat of the week? Yes, my warrior cat of the week is Pebbleheart. <gasps> That's is- mine too. Yes, <laughs> one Yay! of one of Turtle Tail's children. Um. <gasps> Who is like a very, very young kit who really is like so passionate about medicine. He's and such a savant. I love him. He's just a little savant and he has visions. And I just, we love a child that is burdened by responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both of us as as former children who <laughs> felt burdened yeah. by responsibility, whether or not that was an actual thing that was happening to us or whether it was just in our heads. Yeah, for sure. But as me, the person who once wrote a letter to Santa asking him to remove the weight of the world from my shoulders for Christmas, I like really get it. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that story cracks me up every time. I'm so sorry. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Pebbleheart is just. I want 
more of him. I want to know more about him. Like, he is very clearly disturbed by these dreams. He feels ostracized from his siblings. He's like, my my siblings don't have these weird dreams. Like, why am I having these dreams? Yeah, like, I, he knows, he is very young, but he knows that he is different in a significant way. Shout out to my mans. Like, I love him. Damn, so fucking relatable. Yeah, man. Well, and like, and he takes care of Grey Wing. He takes like, care of Grey Wing so well, and Grey Wing is sometimes not very nice I mean, about it. I mean, to be fair, he had like a panic attack when he couldn't breathe. So like, I he don't did, like he him did, for yeah. pushing the cats yeah, shout away. Shout out to that! Shout out to that time when everybody was like, "How dare! I can't believe you pushed the kittens away!" And it's like, dude, the, it, it, he did it. He had he a panic attack, attack and he couldn't breathe. Attack. And he couldn't breathe. You gotta, you gotta give him some kind of some slack. He didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, I I love Pebbleheart. I am so interested to see where Pebbleheart's story goes. Just the fact that he is like having these visions and they're not necessarily like completely consequential. Like he had a vision of Bumbleheart or Bumbleheart? Bumble being <laughs> dead. He didn't know that's what it was, but he was like, you're going to find something bad. Like, yeah, something bad is happening on the edge of the forest, something dark. And I'm he... so excited for him to be the first. Like, I think he's going to find the moon pool. Uh-huh. Yeah, the moonstone, because that's what he's having. Moonstone, that's right. Moonpool. Yeah, moonpool is is over at the lake, but but moonstone over at High Stones, he is having a dream about going to see the moonstone. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for him to find it. It's going to be so good. God, that scene's going to rip. I'm so excited. I'm building it up in my head. I know. <laughs> I but just like... love that little guy so much. He oh, He's so cute. He's so cute. And he just loves, he's so excited about healing. He's like, yes. I just thought about the things that I learned from Dappled Pelt and, and Cloud Spots. And and they, they I think that a juniper berry would really help you right now, Grey Wing. Please eat this juniper berry. And then Grey Wing's like, damn, kid, this feels a lot better. Damn, this shit slaps. Uh, <laughs> this edible ain't shit. Whoa! Yeah. I can breathe. I can breathe again? Holy shit. Yeah, I I love I love Pebble Heart. I'm so glad we had the same warrior category. I'm so excited about this. I was like, I didn't want to talk about him during our discussion. I know, I didn't like, want to give it so away. I was like, I can't say too much about Pebble Heart. I can't say too much about Pebble Heart. But oh I love God. that little Same guy. fucking brain. He's so uh, good. Looking forward him. to more of him. Me too. Oh. I really hope that he and his, all of his, his three siblings and also Turtletail, I hope they're all fine. I'm so yeah. scared. I'm just worried about them. TBH. I'm worried about them, man. Oh, but I think man. that's, that's all my thoughts on the yeah. warriors this week yeah woof i just gotta say i have a feeling we're just gonna keep have a lot more to say about clear sky every single time oh my know? god this is a clear sky hate cast actually yep. mm-hmm. no clear sky apologists allowed no and unfortunately that apologists. does mean gray wing because he is kind of a bit of a an apologist gray wing every time he's like well maybe he's just got his best interests at heart that also unfortunately means no storm because she is also a gray wing apologist but she gets a little bit of of a pass because she was in an abusive relationship and she doesn't really know what's going on mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. she's fine he says that line at one point sorry we're gonna wrap up but he says that line at one point where he's like as soon as I looked into her, into her eyes, there was nothing either of us could do to stop it. Like, my guy, yeah, can like, you okay, calm down? Chill. Whoa. Oh, boy. Well, Scout, you want to take us out? Yeah, let's do it. 
If you have any thoughts, opinions, questions, or memes to share with us, maybe about uh, Clear Sky and your your opinions thereof, you can write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause, as in what a cat has, claws, as in the part of speech, pod, as in podcast. We are also on Twitter at Paws and Claws and on Tumblr at Paws Claws Pod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. Uh, you can find me, Scout, on Twitter, regrettably, or Tumblr at HumbleGoat. And you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio as well as my coffee page are in the show notes. Uh, and you can find me, Jillian, also, unfortunately, on Twitter at plot underscore twists or on Tumblr at antique hyphen romantic. Uh, our next episode will be out in two weeks where we will discuss Dawn of the Clans book three, The First Battle. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. Thank you.